Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. I'm certain that most of us, if not all of us, have heard the phrase, the church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. This often repeated phrase certainly contains an important truth. In fact, it can serve as a much-needed corrective against the superficial version of the church in which everybody puts on the perfect face, even though our lives around us are messy and falling apart. But it also points out the problem with gatekeeping against those whose lives aren't as clean as ours or others. But as is often the case, we are prone to overreact to one bad idea by embracing the equal and opposite extreme rather than finding the solid ground of truth. And part of the overreaction in this particular case has brought about many as looking at the church, rethinking its purpose as being a permanent hospital. Now, don't misunderstand me. The Bible does tell us that we are not to hide our weaknesses, that we should confess our sins one to another, as we find in James 5.16. And we are to bear one another's burdens, as we find in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. And no, we should not remain distant from those who are lost, making them feel as if we've reached some standard of life that is unattainable for them. However, serving as such a hospital for sinners is only one part of the church's function. I want us to understand something about this phrase, and that is no one is meant to live in a hospital. Where do you find people seeking to live in a hospital? No, instead you go there to receive treatment. You go there to receive healing so that you can go on your way better than you were before. And if we are not careful, we can take this idea of church hospital and institutionalize the idea as the church being a permanent hospital. But a gospel that can only offer pain management without ever healing is not much of a gospel at all. That's not good news. Much is said about our quote-unquote messy lives and how we all deal with brokenness. Some seem to think that the loss will be more open to the church if we emphasize, and for some, overemphasize, just how broken all of us are. And it's true that we all have our trials. It is true that we all stumble and fall into sin at times. But we must not wallow. We can't stay there. We must not repeat the line that we are all broken over and over and over like it's a broken record. We were all broken at one point, and some still are. But the cross heals our brokenness. Even in our continued struggles and trials, Christ makes us whole. He mends us. To continue to insist that we are broken sinners is to deny the very work that Christ accomplished on the cross. It's in Him that we are more than conquerors over anything that life throws at us, Romans chapter 8, 37 through 39. And we are called to lay aside the sin that so easily entangles us, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. I want you to consider the portrait of Jesus that we receive in Luke's gospel. One of Luke's greatest themes is that everybody is invited to Jesus' table, and they are. We see him associating with Gentiles, with the lowly, with sinners, He gives parables uplifting a Samaritan, a tax collector, and the lost who have gone astray. Much has been said of this thought that Jesus accepts anybody, and it's true. However, that doesn't mean that he accepts everybody. 
In the same gospel, Jesus places rigorous expectations on anybody who wants to follow him. He says of the disciple that we must deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. Anyone who looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God, and whoever does not hate even his own life, he can't be his disciple. And so, yes, we come broken. And yes, he accepts us as such, but he leaves no room for us to wallow in the brokenness and never expect growth or change from ourselves or even each other. He loves us enough to take us as we are, and he loves us enough to make us something new. If we never feel like conquerors, but rather always emphasize and sometimes even overemphasize our brokenness, what we are doing is downplaying Christ's ability to save and to give us a new life. If in an effort to comfort the struggling or to welcome the lost sinner, we don't give assurance of victory, but rather affirm their spot in the mire, we are not loving them and we are not helping them. Let us understand that the hospital phrase must only be a stop along the way toward newness and wholeness. Praise God that we are not what we once were. It's in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 that we read, In Him we have redemption, through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.